Welcome to Podcast Down, our all-around fun and serious podcast, where we dive into a variety of topics that both entertain and challenge us. From lighthearted discussions to deep conversation, we'll explore many facets of life and everything in between. Join us as we laugh, learn, and grow together. Now, let's join James and the squad. All right, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm James, your host today. To my right, I got my man, Dilly Dilly Dylan, and across from us, we have Keely and Des. How's everybody doing today? We're doing great. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Dilly Dilly. All right, so I know on our last podcast, we kind of kept it nice and calm, but we definitely want to kind of go back and forth, you know, kind of on, on what we're talking about. And so today's topic that I want to talk about is... Where we live, we're in the Pacific Northwest. You know, they keep going on this whole uprise of raising minimum wage more and more and more. I think, what, in like a couple of years, it's supposed to be almost $20 an hour in Oregon, at least where we're located at. I don't know what it's in Washington. Deli, Deli, you're in Washington. What's it What's it at right now? What's your minimum? Um, I think it's like 16 16 Yeah. And where was it like it's when like you started working? Bare minimum. It was eight twenty-five when I started working. That is actually really kind of crazy nuts that, to think that that's... Yeah, in my first job, I was making eight fifty, thinking I was rolling in dough. That's, oh, that is kind of crazy because my first job, I think it was like eight ninety. You guys, seriously? Mine was like seven twenty five. I don't want to hear shit from you. When I first started working, it was $6. six twenty five was all like, all right, I can fucking buy a house now. Um, but you know, the biggest problem with, of course, them raising minimum wages is nothing's changing because everything else just goes up in price. I mean, well, you also had to look at Dilly Dilly came from Washington mm -hmm. starting work. You and Des came from Oregon. I was in California. Yeah. So it shows a difference of kind of where three different starting wages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're also looking at started wages. Okay. I'm 37. That's. Only seven years different. So I started working in 2003. When right. was your first job? My first actual job well, was... I mean, Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what other type of job is not an actual job? Were you like... Uh, well, the military. Giving out hand jobs in the parking lot? Oh <laughs> the military. Wink, wink. Military is different. So. <laughs> but when I actually started working, I was working in a clothing store. Um, it was uh, American Eagle. Yes. Okay. Dylan, what was your first job? My first actual job or? Yeah. Yeah. Your first actual job. <laughs> uh, I worked in a like small engine mechanics shop. So as a mechanic, you were making? Making eight fifty an hour. Which is with, crazy. With no. no experience being what? 15 years old. Okay. What about you? Does? I worked at Subway in like 2013. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. And my first job, let's see here. I worked at a place called Stream International and I worked for H&R Block. It was a call center. So my first job was a call center. So I made a little bit more than what normal people do for whatever reason. They pay a lot of people because we all want to kill ourselves by the end of the first day. Um, but, you know, the problem is, it's like, okay, so I could rent a two-bedroom apartment, a nice size apartment. We're talking probably 900 square feet. You know, pool, gym, you know, everything that you needed. I think I paid like $700 for it. Damn. 
at the time, at the time, yeah, seven hundred dollars, and my electric bill and all that shit was like buck buck ass cheap. Yeah, and actually, most of my utilities were included. And right now, what we're paying? I mean, we were paying twenty one hundred, basically. Just about after all the amenities and stuff that came in with the apartment, not even the ones that we paid on our own. Well, and the back back then, something went wrong in your apartment. They were there the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the other thing. I noticed that they can just push you off because where, what are you going to do, leave? <laughs> I mean, my first place was a one-bedroom, probably about the same size as our living room and kitchen, and that's it. And I think I paid 500 for it. One-bedrooms, okay, so one-bedrooms they get. You know, one-bedroom studio apartments have always been really cheap, and I think they're just really cheap because, I mean, well, it wasn't you're not doing apartment, anything there. But... Mm-hmm. Well, no, what I mean by that is, is like studio or one bed, even one bedroom apartments, you're not doing anything at that apartment. You're not partying. I mean, you might have been well, partying it up. It's also because it was like a half house. It wasn't a full house. It was cons- like my address was 122 and a half. Okay. Well, okay. So your first place was technically a mother-in-law den. So you yeah. didn't exactly have an apartment. But they rented it out like an apartment. Well, okay. But it's no different than the house that we're in. Yeah. There was no rooms in it, right? It was, was just a, a studio. You had a bedroom? Yeah, I had a bedroom. You had a one-bedroom house. Yeah. I mean, you tiny. you started off way better and that pricing on that. It was a tiny house. It, it, what do you cool. what do you constitute tiny? How many square feet would you say? If you said it's about this living room and the kitchen, mm-hmm. full size? I mean, that's That's full size including 500, 500, 600 square feet. I mean, that's not bad for no. 500? For one person though. Yeah, for two people. Right? Yeah. Oh. Well, still, I mean, that's not too bad, but I mean, here, here's the thing, because we are at a little bit of a generation thing, you know, we've got 10 years between Des and I, just about, we've got seven years between you and I, and we, hell, I mean, we've even got what, uh, six years between you and I, mm-hmm. and the difference there is also what was valued. Okay. So what was valued when I first started working and everything else like that was showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't really need a whole lot. They wanted some experience and they wanted to show you and you can move up mm-hmm. um, when it came to, you know, housing, cooking or anything. But we also didn't like food stamps and shit like that. We're not openly available for everybody back then. You could actually not get it, even if you were broke. It wouldn't matter. Um, also, during that time, you know, if you had kids, school wasn't cheap. You had to pay for school. So everything it's so weird because like that stopped instantly one year randomly out of because nowhere. I my mom never paid for me to go to school ever. But did and she have to pay for your lunches? No, because I got state assistance. Okay, but so I didn't. So we had to pay for our lunches. But is that because your family had enough money to pay for your lunches? Because my mom. So at that time, no. I mean, but money. I think what I think what we need to look at is constitute. What do you like constitute as enough money? If so my I dad at the time school and eat that's not enough money so okay but but here's what i'm saying so if you're on state assistance that means you've got stamps yeah okay not for food like school food well yeah but you could have taken your own lunches not not trying to put yeah. anything down in any sense so please don't don't no, no, take no. it that way but that's like you think about it school lunch is only like two three bucks Oh man, you got cheap school lunches like so yeah, you really think about like lunches. if i go to the grocery store and like let's just say my mom was getting $500 a month in food stamps, which was a lot. We buy groceries for the month for me and her. And that has to last all month long. That doesn't include 
oh, he has to go to school and eat as well. When the state gives you food stamps, they don't include school funding lunch. Which is how it works now. Nowadays, if you're on food stamps, you are automatically. Well, and that's why I never had to pay for school lunch because I was on food stamps. Well, see, where I was, it was different. Somehow I got state assistance, even though my family wasn't on food stamps. Yeah. I got free lunches without any other state assistance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I remember when. You want to try raising your mic up a little bit? Just because you're cutting in and out. When I <laughs> when I was in elementary, I think you're school, good. I tried to adjust that. At one of them, I remember we had to buy a like packet of tickets. Mm -hmm. I remember the ticket lunches. Yeah, and they went to cards later. Mm -hmm. they, they did go to cards later, but you had to buy these tickets, and you had to rip them off and everything, which was so shameful. It was the most shameful fucking thing in the world to do to have to turn around and have. And if you didn't have, the they tickets, did it. Then it you're kind of I mean, I I do appreciate that they got they went away with that. That there's no such thing as a kid going hungry at, mm -hmm. at school. But I also know that like, what's frustrating to me though is is like once again, that's great. No kid goes hungry, but the people who can afford it are now paying twice as much as what they were. Mm -hmm back in the day and you know and it's like i also hated the fact that they started introducing there are high schools out there that have freaking subways in them or mm -hmm. taco bells what high school, school did you go to so my high school had different areas we had a deli we had mm -hmm. chinese section we had american we had barbecue we had like a buffet style it was like a food court basically in my high school yeah you want to know what we had that line well, that was that despicable me line that fucking you walked down and there was a lady in the fucking hairnet. Yep. The three days that were great so, were pizza days. Yep. Okay. Gross. Chicken nugget days. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then nacho day. It was nacho day. So, but so I think that's demographics because that was one of my high schools. My other one was a get in line group. Okay, but then right then and there. So, I mean, you lived in all of Southern, you went to school in Southern Oregon your whole life, right? Okay, so therefore, how is that a demographic then? I think it's just different parts of... So Medford, I went to North Medford, which is the rich school down there. Uh -huh. And then I went to Eagle Point, which is a, it's kind of a poor school. <laughs> okay, but but that's... Did you hear what you're saying? You're saying demographic. Those schools are less than 20 miles apart. That doesn't mean that one school doesn't have less money than the other. But they're all within the same county of funding. They're all within the same. But schools don't. They're that's not how school, school funding works. Uh, that's right. It is by school district. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like, I don't know. Like, so we have a friend that's a teacher who's contemplating teaching. I think she's going to go and teach again another year. But teachers are quitting everywhere. Yeah. You know, at this point, it's like, and in regards to whoever said disgusting to my pizza. Okay. You're a fucking horrible person. <laughs> High school. Or no, no, no. School pizza. Elementary school pizza. No. The pizza never changed in my schools. They were gross all throughout school. Well, you just don't like pizza in general. But that being yeah, said, no. nobody ate pizza at any of my schools. <laughs> like to this day, parents and just society in general is complaining about kids being obese, overweight. Well, no, you're supposed to accept them now. But school lunches never changed to be healthier. That, that, well, okay, so no, I can't say that no. because like we, so. We always, even at the school district that I was in, you always, they always put vegetables and that fruit. That doesn't mean that you have to eat it, though. That's true. I mean, I we never. away a lot of fruit and vegetables in school. Oh, yeah. Well, then you have to look at 
the schools like the school I went to, mm-hmm. um, high, like middle school, high school time, it was up here in Oregon. You would be able to walk off campus mm-hmm. from like eighth grade. Do they no, still no, do that? Eighth grade, yeah. ninth grade, ninth grade it up. You can walk off campus yeah. and go to the, one of the two restaurants that we had in town. Mm-hmm. Now. That's the most ridiculous thing in the world. That is so stupid. My school had like 107 people in it total from kindergarten to seniors. Okay, I, I get that, that you went to a very, very small school. It's not like exactly you had fucking fast food restaurants. But my no. thing is, is like that costs more money. That is costing more money than you sitting there and taking a fucking school lunch. For for the mm-hmm. students, the school doesn't care. The school doesn't care. The, the, the school doesn't But care. you should care because then you're paying the taxes on all the school lunches that are getting thrown away at the end of the day that no kid's eating. Mm-hmm. So essentially, like, why don't you send your kids to school at lunch? We do. We do. Every day? Yeah, mm-hmm. every day. Pack them lunch? Yep. yep. Two of them. Two of the four. Because the other two don't want it. Oh. Um, but there's two. The reason why we do it is mainly because, one, we know what our kids will eat. And they, I mean, it's not even per se junk food. It's like a Nutella sandwich and stuff like that. That's what they prefer. Mm-hmm. And they don't really accommodate, you know, a lot of food, you know, allergies or anything else like that. Like, yeah. And stuff like that. So for me, though, what I think my biggest my biggest issue when it comes down to, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure how we got exactly just on school lunches, but <laughs> but in regards to overall things, one, let's talk about the generations, okay? I'm going to say it probably started at your generation. You guys, at Kaylee, specifically, so everybody knows who I'm talking about, okay? Around your time, seven years ago and seven to ten years ago, okay? the value of the fact that you could fucking eat is gone. You know you're going to get food. You're not going hungry. Okay? When I went to school, and I don't know about you, there were kids who I knew were at my school who did not eat. Not because of, I mean, because they couldn't afford it. So, I was part of that group. In my situation, at least, the thing we talked about, about food stamps and the fact like kids nowadays if you're not on food stamps then you can't get free lunch and that changed while i was in school still so for like the last two years of school i couldn't get lunch so were you were you in school when barack obama was there yes then that's bullshit because barack obama did no child left behind which means you had to feed and care for every single child that was in the school barack obama got elected my senior year towards the end of it but but okay but what i'm saying okay real quickly on that note you need to look at parenting and you need to look at the construct of, um, or junior, uh, not junior. Cause I was in the military. She's, I was, she in. was fucking looking I, right now. I, she's like, was fuck, when was Barack Obama president? We've had two since him. Even if you're so like, let's just say you, you pack your kids school lunch every day. Uh-huh. Well, let's say you pack them literally just candy, sugar, sweet chocolates, That's everything terrible. bad fat quote unquote but what does the school do they say no you can't do that yes do they feed them real food like they can't force they will they will substitute if you do not send your kid with a healthy lunch they will substitute it what they how can they legally take your food away and give them they don't they put it back in the backpack and tell them to eat something else and choose not to and the kid i mean that's what i'm saying and now we've had that happen we've had it happen where even are not Kids can still not eat if they don't want to. Well, yeah, but the, but that's not the problem that we're running into. We're not running into a bunch of anorexic kids anymore. 
nowhere near what we use anorexia used to be a huge thing like when you and i were back at school we every one of us here probably knew a girl or two or even a guy or that stopped eating that was a huge thing when i was in okay school. and then we got to the point of everybody accept your body for what it is mm -hmm. okay and now we're like well if you don't accept it you can change it okay because you know liposuction became really popular for a long time or like super weight pills or muscle you know they didn't i mean let's be honest do you really feel like school cares about your kids anymore i don't think they ever did not the not the teacher you might have some great a teacher every one of us had that one teacher that we all know mm -hmm. and we will remember till the day we die i mean i will say the lunch menus for school nowadays are much healthier i've seen it. it's like it's all organic they have very healthy choices nowadays hey dustin but you ever eaten an apple off a tree <laughs> One of our kids, for example, didn't eat for the whole first three weeks of school, and we weren't told until then. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Every single day. It comes down to that. Did not eat, and it took him that long to tell us. Okay, but once again, do you think they sit there and monitor each kid eating? They can't. Well, no, they can't. Exactly. So then how do you know every kid goes, would you say every kid not what what was this thing basically what okay no, no 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 it's fine so essentially what i was trying to say is like there is not an option for a kid to go hungry unless it's by choice correct so that that's a better way to put i think that statement yeah. okay that's because why I said you can't really you can't manage school and school lunches like that because there's it ultimately comes down to your child and what they're willing to eat well and also i think it comes down to money that too you know, because back, man, when I was in, so when I was in school, we had lunch monitors. So do we. You know, I, I don't that. know, like we had three or four ladies who walked around and literally watched, you, like trading meals was a big issue in my school. You were not allowed to do it. They didn't want it. And the main reason being is you would get that one kid who would die because he fucking traded something and not, no, we don't, we didn't read the goddamn packaging of what had nuts in it or what had this in it well, and that's what did a lot of the banning of like peanuts and stuff like that peanut butter mm -hmm. everything which i feel bad for the people who are allergic to it because there's a lot of health benefits to things like peanut butter and different things that like that and i think it's horrible you know that i don't know i think it also just comes down to the fact that i have an issue with the fact that everybody has to conform to one person it's no different than even in class they now no longer you teach a class based off of the slowest student in that class. Not slowest is in, you know, and, and I don't mean that, but the one that's having the hardest time. Yeah. That's how they run classes. That's why all these kids sit there and get pissed off. This is why these kids get bored. It's why these kids sit here and get, you know, totally over the top. And I know that we kind of went off on our own little tangent here in regards to school. But, you know, it's like, how many high schoolers get a GED now a year? They don't even finish high school. What's the point? A lot, especially since COVID. I was going to say, but schools, literally, teachers tell kids that it's the same thing. Yeah, well, it is. So what's the... Then why, do we, then, why do we, then why do we even have high school? Because you still have to be able to pass the GED. Okay, so what? I, could, I mean, I could pass it right now. I don't know. I think that's a newer thing, honestly. Because yeah. when I was in school, I wanted to get my GED, and my counselor told me I was not allowed to because my grades and my test scores were too high. That just, yeah. that just sounds so like a shitty, that just sounds different schools. Cause mm -hmm. my principal and my counselors and everyone told me that I should drop out and get my GED cause I'm wasting everybody's time. Well, I, okay. Regarding yours, yours is a parent issue again. I will come back to that tenfold. I wasn't living with my parents when I tried to do that. Exactly. 
Your parents, though, were still your legal guardians. No, I was 18. Okay, so you were 18 in high school. I was 18 in high school. We were all 18. You were, too. I was not. He wasn't. He wasn't. We were. That's... It's okay, more beyond the point. Eighteen in high school than it is to be seventeen. <laughs> okay, but here, here's the thing. So when when did you want to do that? Senior year. So you want to do it your final year? Yes. Okay, that's why they didn't let you take the GED. I was trying to take the GED. I told them I was either going to have to take the GED or transfer high schools. Okay, but that's exactly why. That's why they told you that they didn't want you to do it. It wasn't because they sat there and it wasn't an option for you. It's just when they see a kid who's already gone this close, it'd be like getting to the finish line, and you're all like. I'm good. Nah. Like here, here's the finish line. It's five feet in front of me. And you're you know what? Second and third place I would like, there. no, no, no. It's not even letting them go first. It's like, you know what? I want to go that way instead and just <laughs> burking it down a fucking alleyway. Well, I mean, I get that. But, you know, I mean, the fact was, is that I couldn't graduate on time because mm-hmm. I transferred schools and all my passing grades turned into failing grades because the grading systems were different. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I have never, I've transferred schools. Okay. I've, I've transferred between schools. That's never happened because your records come from the previous school. There's no standard. They cannot. Different ch- schools do have different grading requirements systems. in order to graduate. Yes. Okay. But she's talking about her actual grades in those specific classes dropping. I've never heard that in my yeah. entire life. It's not that they it's dropped. The so like Eagle Point. It was your credits. Had, no, they have D's. Which is 60% or higher is a passing grade. But at North, it's 70%. They don't have Ds. You have to have a C to pass. Okay, but on that note, that's what I'm saying. They do not get your percentages when you transfer schools. They get your grade and how much work and attendance and everything. You're right. Have you ever... Start over? Basically. Wouldn't you just start over when you transfer? With like what credits you achieved and earned from one school, you transfer to another school, and that's how many you have, and you start over, right? No. Uh, according to her, that's they not what happened. According to her, they just dropped everything that she did. All my Ds, since they were 60 to 70%, got turned to Fs because it was a failing grade there. Uh, and then I went from having 23 credits out of 24 mm-hmm. to 13 out of 24 to graduate. Which, once again, that, uh, that that's what I'm saying, though, is I've never odd. heard that in my entire life of a school up and just changing your grade. But not, not that drastic. Not in a... A sense where they just take away one of the lettered grids. I don't know. That's how I've they did seen it. Seen the percentage but, drastically change. Yeah, before. but my question. But at the same time, okay, you just said your D's turned into F's. Like you're proud of your D's. No, I'm not really proud of my D's. <laughs> I, but, you, know, you I, should I, be I, proud of your D. I, I, struggled. <laughs> I struggled, so I had a lot of D's. You know. But see, to me, okay. But see, to me, what I, what what I'm saying in regards to that, you know, and this is something that right now I believe is a problem, and you know, kind of circles back around to what we originally talked about. Okay, it's this problem with like, to me, D, well, I know you're smart. Okay, we know this. Everybody knows this. It's proven on trivia games. It's proven, you know a general amount of data. You know how to look up things. You know how to read. You know how to do everything that you possibly need to do. Yes, I know how to read. What I mean by that is it just sounds like to me, if you were doing D work and you were proud of that, okay, at that particular moment of time, why would any teacher tell you that you're too smart to fucking take the GED? Because of my test scores. And I'm convinced it's because Eagle Point had like the worst test scores in the district. So they just wanted to keep anybody who had good test scores on. But then, I mean, why didn't you strive for more? I mean, that's my thing. When I was in school, man, I always wanted to aim for at least a B. A B for me was good. I didn't want to go A because A is stressful as all fuck. Because then you're expected to get an A every fucking time you do it. But a B was for me is good. But at the same time, 
I didn't have people who were out getting stoned at school. You were arrested. If you were caught with drugs, you were arrested when I was in school. Period. End of story. No questions asked. You were expelled immediately. When these kids go out there and fucking fight and you have some dumbass recording it on a fucking camera phone. Mm -hmm. Back then, you were expelled or suspended. Or you were like, I mean, criminal charges could be brought in against mm -hmm. you. Your guys' generation. Huh? Does that not happen now? No. How many times have you fucking seen recordings of kids beating the fuck out of each other in the past day. 10 years? Exactly. And do you think, do you ever see anything about them going to jail? You ever see anything anywhere on the media that about it? It's not on TikTok. Huh? They don't put that on TikTok. No, but they did. YouTube used to fucking have them filled. Or even Facebook videos would have them fucking on there, on their yeah. news section or anything. My, my, what I'm saying though, you, well, and no offense, you too, because you, you know, you guys were coddled. You were coddled to all sorts of hell. You guys are allowed to get away with everything. I was coddled. Were you? <laughs> Would you say you were coddled? I mean, what's your definition of a person being coddled? Um, that, hey, you could do whatever you want with no real consequence. Yeah, I'd say I was coddled. Okay. I agree with that. I got caught. I was never grounded. On campus, and all I got was one day of in-school suspension. Okay, literally. God, I was a freaking good kid. Okay, literally. Okay. I, so, <laughs> I had a teacher that insulted a woman and or a girl in my class and how she looked. And I told him what it was, what they did was wrong. And he said, I didn't know what I was talking about. And I needed to sit there and man up and everything. So I picked up a desk and threw it at him. I was expelled. I was removed from the school district. I was told I was not allowed to come back. Okay. In the fourth grade, I beat up a kid who hit a girl on, on recess. Okay. He decked her, almost knocked two of her teeth out. And I beat the living crap out of him right then and there. Because I was taught to. You defend people. You defend people who can't defend themselves. That kid, no punishment. Me, expelled i sang on a bus and had all the other kids singing um the blue jay song on a bus and the bus driver said that i was so distracting she almost killed everybody expelled suspended we get we get home okay you guys were coddled i was agreeing with you and you guys have no idea and and but i mean how do you think that's uh, affected you now you can walk into school smelling like pot and everything else and nobody blinks an eye I see nobody nobody that i know of in my school and i knew what basically i knew every group fuck even the emo kids none of them thought if you were gonna smoke pot you know what you did you went out to the fucking orchards after school after not during not, not during, during <laughs> not running out to a tree to have a cigarette and that was the other thing kids didn't smoke we all smoked later <laughs> but you can't you you really can't compare us and you because like you said before it's a 10 7 to 10 year generation gap obviously your experiences are way different but so are I'm, you saying that your experience was better than ours what i'm saying is i look at as adults and i'm not talking just specific i'm talking about kids in general from the, these generations and everything else like that okay do you know how many people from your generation destiny's generation sit there and bitch and complain about the fact that their boss has given them you know, they work too hard. I look at my 18-year-old daughter who has now been through five different jobs because they won't conform to her schedule. Okay, when I started working, you signed up for whatever job was ready to go. Like, if you got a job, you worked what they told you to. 
but that's just not how it is today. Well, I know. And I think that that's probably one, honestly, one of the biggest problems with it. I think that's part of the reason why there's like, that's, that is literally the reason why minimum wage has started increasing. But you can look at it two ways where you could be, I think that what has changed and is happening now is not as good as it used to be. And maybe it's not that this is not good enough. Maybe it's you haven't changed your perspective on things to conform to the new regulation. But what's that? But what? Okay, my question is, is what's that new regulation? That, that is new regulation that kids is are in this regulation. And I understand that. But I've also tried to raise my kids that, you know, when you take responsibility, if you told them, if, if you were my kid, mm -hmm. okay, and you said, Dad, I want to make some money. And I said, okay, you can take the trash out every week and I'll give you $5. I would say I want more because I know how the world works. Okay. <laughs> Five dollars is nothing. Okay, you're right. Five dollars is nothing. Okay. All right, fine. Sure. But for you having to take out the trash one time yeah. in that entire week, five dollars for ten seconds of work is is you're making more money than daddy's ever made in his entire life an hour. And you also have to think of like don't think of the age that you're at now. Think of the age of an actual child. Yeah. Okay, so so back to what I'm saying. Is it you, you made the comment that it's me not conforming to the new norm and everything else like that. But let's look at all the struggles the new norm is having. That well, was not around. Every norm has struggles. That'll yeah. never change. Okay. Homelessness. Okay. okay. The homeless population when I was a young adult mm -hmm. in my 18, I'll say 18 to 24, 25. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very non-existent. And it normally was people completely out of their damn mind on drugs. Yeah. Okay. It was like really, really, really bad. Okay. If I go down down to Portland right now with all four of us, mm -hmm. I guarantee I could take you to a block where half the people that are homeless are the ages 18 to 25 that don't want to work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, oh, mental health. Let's talk about that. Okay. Everybody has mental health problems. I believe that. And I think that that's a true statement. I don't think anybody could in the world argument. Okay. Mm -hmm. I still have to work. I still have to, I still had to be a functioning society person and I had to find a way to deal with it. We didn't have the same medications that you guys do now and we didn't have the same understanding of it. And yeah, you know what? I've tried to be very understanding of it, how it's changed and the fact that they've done more research on it. But at the same time, I never used it as an excuse. Yeah. And I see it constantly used as an excuse. This is, makes me an unsafe workplace. Why? Because your male boss told you that you needed to pull an extra shift this weekend because you took three days off this week. That's not a sexist thing that's a you need to pull your weight around here why does everybody need to sit there and conform to every little person's need that's impossible to do your needs right. are different than mine yeah. her needs are different than yours but we are being told that that's what we have to do well as an employer like if you tell your employee to do something that's just kind of your job it's not a choice it's do what i say or find a new job so I agree with most of that, except for that last part. If I don't agree with something the way something's done, like because it's wrong yeah. or anything like that, at least for my generation, we were told to, you know, stand up for it. I'm okay, not afraid to tell somebody in a higher position that what they're doing isn't okay. Like what? Give me an ex give me a good well, example. That's, that's very valid because I literally did that at my last job. Buffalo no, no, for sure, time. for sure. But what was the reasoning why you did it? If something was not like health standards... And they told me to do it. And I'm like, no, because obviously you 
can't do this cross-contamination or you can't serve this person this. Breaking health codes, absolutely. That was the same ways for me. You always tried to... When you say, I can't do that because of this, and they say, then find a new job. Okay. You still, like, yeah, you can fight in court, you can do whatever you want, but you still just lost your job, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. But when I'm talking about people saying, hey, I need a mental health day, are you thinking about anybody? Yeah, but are you thinking about anybody else's mental health at that point? Or no, only your own? it's your mental health, not... I don't think I've ever used a, I need a mental health day sure you have. to get out of work. No, you have. I have. Yeah. No, no, no. Real quickly. Yes, you have. So you used mental health days when your dad died. You used mental health days. I mean, that's what they were. You just asked for days off, but they were for your mental health. Okay. You were emotionally having issues and understandably. Okay. But what I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about in regards to if you're legitimately having a mental health day, mm -hmm. but I'm okay. How many health, mental health days should you have, be able to have a month? Unlimited, right? Because what if you just have a horrible, horrible, horrible month? Then why the fuck are you working? Does Portland have a fire for no reason clause? Like they can get rid of Oregon, you immediately. Oregon, that's Oregon thing. Yeah, all of Oregon. That's, so that's what I'm saying is like they don't have to have a reason. If no. you take too many days off for your mental health and they want to fire you, that's that is totally okay. Yeah, but do you know how many of these employers turn around and end up playing unemployment benefits because of that? Because that's all they have to say. That's why employers don't fire people. They write you off the schedule. They cut your hours until you that is considered quit. That is considered termination in Oregon. Well, here in Oregon, like I quit a job and I was still able to claim unemployment. Yep. So then how does your unemployment work if you can just get M my fired? boss? My boss made it like if they're making personal, you, it's considered harassment. And if you bring that to an unemployment office, yeah. you will get it whether you I'm, quit or that got fired. Makes sense. That makes sense. You were in a hostile work environment. I'm saying that the the firing for no reason can be fought in yes. an unemployment office. Right, but my question is, is once again, let's say, okay, I'm not a doctor, okay? I don't know if you're having a mental health day or if you're just using it as an excuse. It'd be no different if, hey, my period cramps are so fucking horrible, okay? I've dealt with that. I, I have too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Had to send servers home because they're having cramps. Which well, is, your cramps aren't helping us in the middle of this dinner rush. Yeah, exactly. But now is that a fireable offense? Yeah, sure. Ooh, that's a good question. Sure. Why not? Why not? Well, so okay. if they say I have to leave. My cramps are bad. Then they go home. Right then and there, you should be able to fire them. Why not? You can fire for any reason. Right. No, I, I, no. Yes, you are allowed <laughs> to fire for any reason, but they want to know the reason that you are firing them. But at the end of the day, it didn't, doesn't it, matter. It, 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 you may think that it doesn't matter, but the problem is, is right now we have all these people and all these things all over the world that are fighting to make that a point. Okay. That is constantly a point. Like, correct. I believe right now there's one state that's fighting that all women should get a, a one week off a month that it coordinates with the, what their period is. Now to me, I'm sorry. That's bullshit. Well, at that point, every man is just going to identify as a woman to get one week off a month. And then that they, you also it, can't fight it, on anymore. Right? What are you going to say? Yeah. No. <laughs> they can't. That is one thing that drives me nuts. Yes, a person can claim that they are a woman, but I'm sorry. Unless you're actually bleeding. Okay, well, hold on. Whoa, why, what is it? Hold on. I've watched you drop down on the ground not bleeding because That's you have had a hysterectomy. And I've seen your cramps just get just worse at times. What I'm saying is, hold on. You're talking about, my only thing that I will say about this is, okay, and because I don't, this could be a whole nother podcast if we wanted to whole nother episode. Yeah. On this note. Okay. I would just like to say if a person is taking hormones, 
that is going to alter their body. There are certain things that their body is going to start doing. Now, I don't know the whole science behind it because I haven't done that much research. I don't know if you sit there and take a ton of hormones, your body is going to think at some point that it's a woman. That's why you start getting feminine features. You will not get a period or cramps, you, though. You I've had cramps. You can get cramps. Not like period cramps. Um, uh, okay. You don't have a uterus. So here, here's where I come in. Here's why I come in. I've had testicular cramps. No, no, no. Here's where I come <laughs> in. I had a hysterectomy. Uh-huh. When so I actually your... had a period, my cramps were bad. Like, they were bad. Mm-hmm. After having the hysterectomy, there are points in times where, yes, I still get cramps. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't know. It. I just get cramps. And I don't have a uterus. You don't have any part of your uterus? No. Nope, I have my ovaries. That's not that part of your uterus. That's, that's, that's a whole different part of your body. Uterus. You have fallopian tubes. No. Nope. I had those removed before I even had why a hysterectomy. you even have ovaries? So the ovaries are what give the hormones for yes. women. The estrogen. Otherwise, you'll go through menopause. What are the ovaries connected to? Nothing. Nothing. They're just free-floating right now. So So how does the the hormones... The blood vessels that are connected. So what's happening is if I had those removed, I would be on medications the rest of my life. Yeah. I would be on medications. Wow, I feel like you're... you're, I'm watching this brain power over here start... Like, why would you do that? Well, it's no different. Okay, but then why keep your testicles if you get snipped? Wait, why would I do which part? Why would you do the whole process? Because I had a medical condition where I was literally having pain. No, that doesn't matter. There's tons of women that just do it because that's but, the way that yeah, they decide yeah, to want to do it. He's asking, and that's why I did it. Yeah. And it was because it was medically necessary for uh-huh. me to stop being in so much pain just do randomly throughout the day. But I would literally all they had to stop. do was just remove your uterus and it solved the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her uterus. So that's a wall. That's a, uh, an opening that opens and closes. Burses. So hers was, um, she basically had some very hardened cells and hardened parts of her cervix that basically had stiffened out. So it wasn't softening back up. It wasn't. So it was basically and it was inside. Like adding a piece of wood inside the vagina and just pounding. But so my question is, is that, was that the only solution to your problem at the time yeah yes. we went through two and a half years yeah. of trying to do different things yeah but you could have had your ovaries removed and then started hormone treatment yes for the rest of your life but that w- yeah. yeah yeah absolutely Which at this point in society that's normal normal right yes but there's no point i didn't well i mean but, okay well, okay but out of curiosity yeah. i'm curious how do they know how much hormone your ovaries are putting out now that you're not having a period are they putting out the same amount? That damn pizza from school lunch. The only thing I did <laughs> is doing tests, blood tests maybe. So I did, sure. I did a lot of research on this recently because I was having issues and I almost considered going that route. Issues. Because it had been something that was presented to me before. And from what I read, <laughs> is that the ovaries still put out the same amount whether you have a uterus or fallopian tubes or not. Until you start getting older. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until you start going through a natural menopause, yeah. it's going to be the exact same output as it was before. Okay, but so you can start going into menopause. menopause. Yeah, she can still have, go through menopause. Yes. I can go into it earlier. Menopause is literally just your body basically shutting down your ovaries. So where does your penis go? What do you mean? When we have sex? The same yeah. spot? So my so so my OB yeah oh my god (laughs) my OB basically described it as a sock a sock 
They just sewed it up the end of it like a sock. Wonder you can't find both. I've been trying to do a. Oh I, I've literally been trying to use her as a sock puppet for like years, <laughs> and it's just not working. All right, but back. Okay, final thoughts. Hold on, final thoughts because we kind of went way off topic talking about a little bit of everything. That was original topic. So the original topic was money. No, it was. Uh, yeah, I know. Weird. <laughs> All right, so cost of living, change of lifestyles, and everything through the generations and everything. Final thoughts on, so what I want to hear is, one, um, do you think it will get better? How you think it will get better? And if there is something that you could change right now, what would it be? Yeah, you're going to have to repeat those. Okay. All right. Destiny, we're going to start with you. Okay, what were they again? I only remember the first one. <laughs> All right. Um, do you think the current situation in regards to wages and income and all that stuff is in a good spot? Um, I wouldn't say it's in a good spot, but I wouldn't exactly say it's in a bad spot either. Um, as for it changing, because I believe that was part of what was coming next. Um, I think it's going to fluctuate like up and down, up and down, but I don't think it's ever going to get better. I am one thing you could change right now, if anything. I mean, in a perfect world, I would raise wages and lower cost of living. That's never going to happen. So, um, I mean, honestly, I don't see a whole lot. Actually, I think that when people get promoted or end up in higher positions, I think that they should get higher wages than what they do now. Like, I've seen people get promoted to, like, top managers and get, like, a dollar raise. And I don't think that that is okay. All right. Kaylee. All right. So what's the first question? <laughs> first question basically comes down to, do you think where we're at right now is working? I don't believe it's working. Um, I definitely agree with Destiny that if we... We need to keep our minimum wage, like, make it good. But the cost of living needs to come back down. The cost of living is just too high. Even if you look at it in a two-person household where you're working 40 hours a week, one month's worth of paycheck is basically paying rent for, for one person. And then the other person's paying bills. So it needs to come down. One thing you could change right now? One thing that I believe would sit here and help, especially a lot of people, is start with gas prices. Bring gas pricing back down. They'll okay. save lots of money on that. Dilly, dilly, Dylan. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. <laughs> do you think what we have right now is working? Never. All right. Um, <laughs> what do you think we need to make it work, and will it ever work? Um... So like I instantly jumped to the what you used to or what you were saying earlier is that you look back in the day our great grandparents paid a dollar for groceries for a month, but for some reason their minimum wage and their cost of living was so drastically different, and nowadays it is just pretty much the same wage. Like if you make twenty dollars an hour, that's how much you have to make in order to pay rent. Mm -hmm. There is no extra money. The way that I see a great way to solve this problem, free healthcare. You don't see the wage, 
versus cost of living problem where they have free health care. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I any, can see that. any country that doesn't charge people for health care, they don't have the same issues that we do with money. I think that's a great place to start. That's, you, that's I do where not you would change. Think that it would change anything, but it's a great place to start. All right. All right. So for my final words on that, our one, we're definitely, it's not working. Um, I think that, I think people have put too much value on certain things that I don't think need to have value. I think home values are wrong. I think they're way too high. I think the, the value of land should not be, you know, constantly going up, like considerably just based off of the silliest things in the world. When you're able to buy a five bedroom, six, you know, house for 60 grand in one part of the country and then turn around and that same one is $9 million if you're lucky. Um, in regards to, um, do I think it will ever change? I don't think it will change as long as we continue to have the issues of, um, Republicans versus Democrats versus liberals versus, you know, all these different people as, as back in the day, there used to be a lot more parties that were both that saw things as one way. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. We should all own guns, but you know what? We shouldn't give tax breaks to the only these people. We should work it all out. And I think that's the bigger issue. As long as we, like, we all talk about being divided, but that's like the core basis of our division in America right now is literally those two parties. And I think it's ridiculous. Um, in regards to one thing that I would change right now that I think would help or solve the problem. Um, so for me, what I think would, would be the best is that if we put a cap, put a cap on everything, okay? Put the max cap that you can do on rent and regionalize it, okay? It should not be based off of whether or not Californians move up to Oregon. It should be Oregon's base. And this should be a federal thing. This shouldn't just be the state running it. I think the federal needs to go around, look at the poverty level, look at the, you know, low-income housing level, look at all these different levels and put a cap. Okay, you can only charge this much money for a one-bedroom apartment. This is the max amount that you can charge for this. You cannot increase it for up to, you know, until we turn around and increase it. Two bedrooms, three bedrooms, whatever. And then turn around and go to the banks. Okay, we know in this region of the area, I don't care what you're selling everything else for, but in this region of the area, this is how much you guys' interest you can charge on a mortgage here, 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 and here, depending on these things. And each state should be they should come up with a housing committee like, you know, or something like that. And basically sit there and set these pre-set, just like incomes. The lowest amount you could pay somebody that allows them to have a minimum of $200 at the end of the month of average bills. Okay, because there's like some bills that you're not going to be able to average. Okay, you're not going to average electricity. You're not going to average water. You're not going to average those things because different households use different amount. But once again, there's ways to regulate that. There's ways to sit there and make it more even. I think if we turn around and start putting caps on all this shit and stop letting it just free reign, because what next year, if you're paying $2,000 a month this year, they can turn around and make you be paying $225 if they decided to like, that's, mm -hmm. that's the ability that these, these renters have. And you know, it's great. I'm glad that they were able to buy a house in the eighties or have a house handed to them because somebody died, but that doesn't mean they should be able to take advantage of anybody else looking to rent a place or anything else like that. I think that is the primal source of our problem for homelessness for people not having any money for things not getting paid repossessions i think if we looked at uh data in regards to how many evictions have increased over the past 10 years with all this increase and shit i think you'd see it skyrocket nobody wants to pay their bills because honestly we can't afford them so that would be my final my final take on it 
Um, we appreciate everybody coming in. I know we kind of got on a fun, uh, little, uh, you know, t tangent and tyrant here, but make sure you all keep, you know, looking and reading and learning and, uh, enjoy yourselves and enjoy your week. And we will talk to you again next week. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and gained some new perspectives along the way. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends. We look forward to bringing you more thought-provoking and entertaining episodes in the future. Until next time, keep an open mind and never stop exploring the world around you. P.S. We love you.